Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the vlogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about apologizing. And I know a lot of you probably just broke out in hives at the word. <laughs> so before we get into it, I'm going to le- read a little bit off of what I wrote probably about a year ago, because I realized that though we've talked about forgiveness here on LBF, that hand in hand with forgiveness comes apologizing and that I had gotten used to forgiving people, a lot of people, most people in the absence of an apology. Um, Not saying that's a bad thing because for your healing and your growth and, you know, for you to move forward, you have to let some things go. But it got me to thinking like, why are we so bad at apologizing? Was I good at apologizing? Um, Could I improve? I don't think I've ever found it hard to say I apologize. I was wrong. Um, But I don't think that's everybody's truth, at least not in the conversations I've had about this topic. So let's kind of dive into it real quick. Recently, I discovered how I've conditioned myself to forgive in the absence of an apology. Sadly, I have begun to no longer expect one. Like when you get to a certain point in your life, um, in your maturity, in your adulthood, you realize that everybody doesn't necessarily operate the same way that you do. And I knew that in order to forgive and heal and do the things I need to do to be healthy in my life, that I had to give forgiveness, even though I wasn't offered an apology for whatever offense, whatever hurt or trauma that was inflicted on me. Um, And it takes a lot to do that. And I think that's where a lot of us find ourselves is that we have to progress through our healing, even though the person doesn't want to admit that they have wronged you, which is partly what an apology is. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in a second. But we are really bad at apologizing. And when I say we, I mean y'all, (laughs) because... I'm not bad at it. Like, it really shocked me when I did this. It kind of did the research. Um, Not shocked me, but I just was so curious that why is it so hard for so many people to apologize? Um, I don't think that I've always been someone who didn't have an issue with it. Now, granted, you know, pride and ego play a big part, but I... Once I feel like I can hold myself accountable for things that I've done, I can apologize fairly quickly. Um, but maybe that's the issue. Maybe everybody won't think they right. Nobody want to, you know, sit in their mess. But we are really bad at apologizing, let alone asking for forgiveness. That's one thing that we don't do either. Um, and we don't do this when we've wronged someone We lean into the thought that the imperfections in another person cancels out a need for an apology. So we're going to get into that too. We close our connections by simply walking away and thinking, oh, well, right? We convince ourselves that that the other person overreacted. um, And we have a lot of blind spots in our self-awareness when it comes to avoiding accountability. And we indulge in our pride and ego 
And apologizing is a form of vulnerability. And we all know that a lot of us have issues with that. So the number one answer that builders gave to the question, why are we so bad at apologizing? is pride and ego. So we're aware. We, we halfway there, y'all. <laughs> we're aware of what the issue stem, stems from, right? About 82% of the builders say their apology game is strong. And about 18% of builders say their apology game is trash. Now, here's one of the things that we're going to kind of further discuss, but I want to just say it here. If it takes perfection to activate your accountability, then you will effectively escape apology often. You will also escape the ability to mature out of those imperfections. What do I mean by that? If you can look at someone else, right? I think I think what hangs a lot of people up, in my opinion, because this is all opinion-based, but what hangs a lot of people up is our situations aren't black and white right? They're muddy. They're messy. They're two people can be right and two people can be wrong. (laughs) Like, and it's no absolute that, well, sometimes it's not, sometimes it is, but it's no absolute all the time that you are old and you're the only person that is old in apology. Um, And when it gets to that, you have a situation where people hold on to resentment. They hold on to, you know, feelings of being wronged, even though they could have wronged too. And so they don't offer an apology for their part in whatever the situation was or whatever the, the case may be, because they're looking at the imperfections of the other person and pointing the finger at them instead of just owning their own stuff. And I say that as someone who, This accountability journey has been one of the most beautiful, eye-opening, and it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself is hold yourself accountable because through your accountability, you grow more wise, right? You learn more about yourself and you don't feel as though whenever you mess up and whenever someone does something at you, you don't kind of hold that in, you know, your spirit. You let it go. (laughs) You, You let it go and you understand that, it's more behind the scenes than just your mess up or theirs. Accountability is uncomfortable. And that's why so many people avoid it. Nobody wants to say they're wrong because it's like, if I negate this one thing, then it discredits everything, right? So if I admit I'm wrong here, then the person's going to question everything else I do or say or have a hand in moving forward. And that's not the case all the time. Sometimes people will do that, but that's none of your business. Like, If they choose not to trust you because of a mess up, if you offer an apology, if you stand in that accountability, then that's on them. It's for you. So just like forgiveness, I said this goes hand in hand. Apologizing is acknowledging and holding yourself accountable. And I think that's why I love doing it so much. Not like I... I just wake up and say, oh, who can I apologize to today? That's not what I'm saying. But I don't run from it. I don't sit there and let things fester until they become a life of their own. If I feel like I have been wrong in some way, I'm ready to apologize because I want that person to know I acknowledge what I did. I acknowledge the hurt I caused, the pain I caused. I acknowledge the situation I put you in. And I 
for someone who is empathetic, it's probably easier, which I do consider myself a very empathetic person, but that's not everybody's truth. And I know that, but just think about it for a second. It doesn't hurt you to admit when you're flawed or when you weren't your best self. Because it could be a moment in time where we showed up and we were missed. And it affected someone else in a negative way. Why wouldn't you take ownership of that and allow that person to continue their healing process on better foundation? Because the thing about it is we can heal in the absence of an apology, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot easier to heal when you know the person is truly apologetic for what they did and they truly understand you know, on some level, what they put you through, what they cause. When someone doesn't want to acknowledge the hurt or the pain and they don't want to offer an apology and they villainize you because that's their coping mechanism, we know that sucks. (laughs) And a lot of us still do that to each other. So imperfection gives us an excuse to not be uncomfortable because we already said that accountability is an uncomfortable process, right? But if we can look at someone else and say, well, I just did this because you did this. And I don't feel like I should be apologizing to this person because honestly, they weren't right in the situation either. Well, okay, that may be true. But them being wrong doesn't negate you being wrong. (laughs) And if you're focused on them, then you just kind of hindering your own growth. Like apologize And stand in that accountability for you. But a lot of us don't apologize because we feel like the situation isn't perfect. We're all wrong. There's no need for it. And then we still harbor that resentment and those those feelings inside of us because no one's doing anything to kind of flesh it out. Apology is a two-part. And this is a discussion I had um, a little bit earlier this week when I um, was discussing the topic. And... I know a lot of people say that they don't believe in saying I'm sorry. They don't believe in apologizing. And that's fair. The way I look at it or the way I understand it is apology isn't just words. It is action. A genuine apology. A genuine genuine apology should be one part accountability and the other part action, right? So whether it's a cleanup action, you kind of doing a redemption tour to kind of make right what you wronged, or you making sure that you don't repeat whatever behavior was offensive. That's all a part of the apology to me. I kind of, not to get off base, but it's one of the things that I said about forgiveness. It's like, I don't accept an apology until I'm in a place to actually give genuine forgiveness. And I feel like when we think about an apology, a genuine one, when it comes from a good place, then it just makes sense that the person would offer you more than, and I'm, I'm sorry, or I apologize. There will already be some follow-up actions that are going to show you that they really do care about the fact that they harmed you in some way. And if they don't do that, then you know it's not genuine or it wasn't genuine when they, they used those words. But the first part is acknowledgement. Because when somebody comes to me, honestly, and they say, yo, I'm sorry, or I apologize, it's not just a one and done. It's usually a conversation for me. 
I'm, I really want to ask a question like, what are you apologizing for? Not because I didn't want you to apologize. I just want you to know what you're apologizing for. So I know that we have an understanding of what you did because I know what you did. I know how it felt. I just don't want you to be using the words. So if we can have that conversation, right? You say, I apologize because I know, you know, I caused this kind of harm and it made you feel this way. To me, that's good. And then to follow that up with the action of, you know, improved behavior or, you know, some kind of redemption, you want to correct the situation. That's cool with me. That's an apology. But too often we give an I'm, I'm sorry and then we leave it and then we repeat the behavior of the you know, that offended the person in the first place. And it's just like, you really weren't. You were just trying to get to the other side of this of this mess up, right? You were trying to, to clean up or quick fix this issue instead of really digging deep into yourself and holding yourself accountable. You were just offering me words, but you should have been offering yourself change behavior and improvement so that you can be a better person not to do it next time. Sometimes, because we don't expect forgiveness, we don't offer an apology. So it could be something like, I messed up so bad, I know this person is just done with me. Like, I know this person don't want anything to do with me, or this person done moved on with their life. I don't want to bring up old stuff, but it's just like, mm, if it's still something somebody had to heal from, because of me, I want them to know that I'm sorry I put them through that. I want them to know that, you know, I'm holding myself accountable so I won't keep perpetuating whatever it was, you know, whatever that flaw was, that issue was within myself that caused a situation like that. I feel like that's a mature thing to do. And a lot of us struggle with maturity when it comes to interacting with each other. It's okay because it's all a part of the, the growth process. That's why we're having this conversation here on LBF because we're, we're building these better conversations around stuff that we struggle with or stuff that we don't easily think about or deal with in our lives. But when we are talking about connecting with each other and you know moving around each other, being in relationships, marriages, friendships, friendships, okay? <laughs> I had to repeat that one because friendships low-key are some of the hardest relationships that you will have in your life. And I don't think that there is a time, I think we apologize more in relationships than we do in friendships. I think with friendships, we are more likely to sweep things under the rug instead of address them head on as we would in a relationship. Why that is, I don't know. Um, maybe y'all have some ideas, let me know. All things LPF at gmail.com if you have thoughts about this topic. But friendships are one of those things where I see it a lot where as a part of like a sloppy apology, we use time, right? We use time a lot. So let's get into that real quick. Sloppy apologies. Y'all, my bad is <laughs> not an apology. I don't, I don't know when y'all started using or why y'all started using that as a supplement, but it is not an apology. Um, my bad is is 
honestly not even accountability. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's not an apology. The same thing with, I was just joking. If somebody comes to you and they tell you they were hurt or offended by an action or some words or whatever you did, your response should not be, I was just joking and you think they're supposed to just be okay with that. Like if they really feel some type of way, then it is your responsibility to see if it's on solid ground. If, if it is really something you did, then take accountability and ownership of it and apologize. Like don't say, just say, well, I didn't mean it that way. Okay, well, you might not have meant it that way. The intention might've been different, but the impact did not have the same result that you thought it would. Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. And then time. Time I have experienced, well, I've experienced all of them, I think we all have, but time is one of those things that I think a lot of people just use because a situation can be heated, it can be very uncomfortable, um, it can be, be hard to, to even admit that you were hurt, you know, by something that someone did, especially when you love that person or when you care for that person or had a, a particular relationship with them. And so we use time as this kind of buffer, right? Which is not bad. I think a lot of, I think a lot of relationships are saved whenever you can allow time for the parties involved to process through their emotions, kind of reevaluate the situation, analyze it, and then kind of come back when tension and you know the heat around it isn't so intense I think it's smart I use it all the time I'd be like I need some mental space I'm not ready to have this conversation right now I'm not willing to talk right now I need time you know however if you are reconnecting after that time and there's no apology no acknowledgement um being being given no apology at all. You're just gonna, this, you're still sweeping it under the rug. Like I just, you can't just reconnect that like ain't nothing happened. It was a reason why y'all hadn't talked for a year or two. It's a reason why y'all just fell off the face of the earth and then you're trying to come back and you wanna have a fresh start. However, a fresh start doesn't just happen. Our clean slate doesn't just happen, you know? Because 
you don't just forget about whatever that person did or that person doesn't forget about what you said they did. So if you're reconnecting and you think time is just going to be this clean slate to put you back where you were before the offense or before the issue took place, I'll be real interested to see if it works out because for me, I just, my brain doesn't function like that. You know, the times people have used extended periods of time to come back in my life, I think I made, I let a couple of people slide, I ain't gonna lie. But for the majority, for, for the most part, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a direct communicator. I'm gonna address it. Like, hey, we stopped talking for five months because of this, that, and a third. Like, you know, I still felt some type of way. I still had to heal from that. Um, I would rather talk about that now, you know, even though we feel like we're good now, we're not even, you know, in that same space. And I think that's a lot of us too. A lot of people don't even want an apology after time because they feel like, oh, well, I had to, I'm good now. Okay. A lot of people that use that are not good. And you can tell in their speech patterns and in their conversations when they're talking about this person or they're talking about the situation, you ain't good. Like you still bring it up. Like you, you still don't fully trust this person or you still feel some type of way because it wasn't a clear acknowledgement and accountability in an apology. And so y'all just swept it under the rug, but you sweep too much stuff under the rug, you're going to end up tripping. I like that analogy. That was cute. <laughs> Those were the sloppy apologies. I think I had a few more. Let me see. PSA alert. Telling someone that they're right is not an apology either. It's not even an acknowledgement. It, it is something totally different and it's still allowing you to escape whatever accountability you could have gotten had you just took ownership of whatever fuck up you did. Not, it's a lazy way to just say, you know what, you right. You right, but you're not really owning it. You're not owning it. They owning your shit for you. You know, they told you what you did. They, they're telling you how they feel about it, but you really ain't, you really, really not owning it. You're not taking accountability for your actions and you're still trying to get to the other side of whatever the issue is. You're trying, it's, it's kind of like a dismissal, honestly, which is what a lot of these sloppy apologies are. They're just dismissals of what the other person experienced with you and how they feel. And when someone says they've experienced something specific with you, just because you don't feel like that was your intention, right? You, you can only go off their words. I don't want someone to come to me and they tell me they experienced me in a way and I'm just telling them they're, they're wrong because I don't know. It's their truth. Some stuff we know. Some stuff we know people are dramatic, but that's where discernment comes into, right? Like not everyone is trying to be a hater. Not everybody is trying to play the victim with you. Some people are really calling you out on your bullshit and you don't like it. It makes you uncomfortable. And because it makes you uncomfortable, you disconnect from that person and you just decide that you're just not even going to 
acknowledge the situation. You offer no apology. You don't hold yourself accountable. And then you repeat these same cycles in the next connections you have with other people. The crazy part is we give these half-ass apologies and then we act fake shocked when the person gets more offended or they still calls us out on the BS that we just did, right? So y'all offer and I, my bad, or I was just joking, or you right, or, you know, you'll have that time. And then when the person still calls you out, you get mad. Because you offer that sloppy apology just for you to say that you apologize. Let's, let's get into it now. You offer that sloppy apology just so you can save face when someone else asks you about this situation. Or just so you can kind of justify it to yourself. Well, I apologize. I don't know why they still acting. Mm-hmm. I said I was sorry. I don't know why they still got an issue with it. You know, they still want me to sit here and beat myself up and I ain't going to do it because I apologize. Did you? Did you really? Did it come from your heart or did it just come from your mouth? I, I mean, because honestly, when you apologize, it's a healing experience for both of you. Because I'm usually hard on myself sometimes, you know, when I know I've wronged somebody. It just don't sit right in my spirit. And I might not get everybody. It could be people out there, I'm pretty sure, that still feel like I've done something to offend them. And if I have, I will offer an apology when I know I've wronged them. Now, once you offer this apology now, it is up to them whether they choose to accept it or not. And I don't put any time limits once I offer an apology because I don't expect to have any time limits put on me because I don't know how long my forgiveness is going to take. Now, I know this is the infamous reputation of apology, but it goes hand in hand. And I want to just clarify something real quick. I know a lot of people say, who are you to deny someone forgiveness, right? Because the God-like thing to do is to give grace and to forgive. And to that, I want to say, I'm pretty sure the higher being would not want you to just offer words because when you're not in a position to truly apologize, you're not in a position to truly forgive, you're just offering words. So with any of this stuff, I'm saying you have to do it when it's from a genuine place. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time, right? But if you never do it, <laughs> If you hold a grudge and you're never wrong, right? If it's always the other person, so you never apologize, that's a different kind of story. So I'm not trying to give y'all any loophole or escape clause in this conversation. I'm still, you know, come on in the room. We're still talking. However, I do want to say for me, I've, I've said before, I cannot offer you forgiveness when I don't have the mental capacity for it. I'm not there yet. And I think the same is true with apologizing. Sometimes people really have to step back and look at themselves. You can tell them that you were offended by their action and they it doesn't click for them, right? They'll, they will sit there and argue with you and spew you down about why you wrong, why they right, why you the issue and why they're not. And it takes a level of maturity and emotional intelligence, intelligence, oh Jesus, get my water, emotional intelligence for somebody to get to a space where they can hold themselves accountable. 
sadly, some people may never get to that space. And that's why I say you can't wait on an apology to start your healing process. However, for those of us, we're all at some point in our lives, some point, multiple points in our lives, going to be the offending party, right? We're not always going to be the victims. We're going to be the perpetrator. When that happens, we have to, we should make sure that we're in a mental and a healthy space to be able to offer an apology without years going by. But that's just not true for some people. Some people, it takes them time. I had this one guy, <laughs> this one guy, um, I wouldn't even say I was dating, it was more like a situationship. And he would kind of duck in and duck in, uh, duck in and duck out my life, you know, at different times. And then, you know, drop me for some other female here and there, y'all. And that was when I was younger. All right, no judgment. This is no judgment zone, okay? But it wasn't until after he was married and had a kid and everything that he, you know, wrote me. I think it was on some social media platform, maybe Facebook. But he wrote me and he was like, I'm sorry. He was like, well, I look back on what I did and I don't agree with it. Like I was a different kind of person. I didn't realize how amazing you were, you know. Now, granted, should he be saying some of that stuff if he was married? Ain't none of my business. The point of that is, you know, he stood and held himself accountable for how he behaved and how it affected me. He offered an apology. And in that conversation, I told him, I was like, I wouldn't have been able to move on and be happy had I not forgiven you. Because when you're holding on to these offenses and these resentments based on what other people have put you through, it affects your other relationships because it affects your ability to really trust. It might sound small. It's just like, well, that was a different kind of situation. You know, you might be going through a different kind of situation. But after being hurt so much by different people, it's, sometimes it just blurs together. Your, your trust in people, not just like specific stuff, like we know like relationship to relationship, your trust gets affected, right? So you get in one relationship, that person is toxic. You get in the next relationship, you're scared to trust that companion or, or that partner. That's fine. But once you get offended or hurt on a, a, you know, these different levels, overall, your trust in people starts to get diminished. When you hold that resentment, you're holding all of that. You got to let yourself be able to move on, right? And I'm not saying it's easy. Like I said, I realized writing this blog post and doing this episode and getting prepared for it because I hadn't thought about this in a while until some shit went down with me. And I'm just like, people really don't know how to say I'm sorry. <laughs> and it started to affect me, like get getting to a place where I was holding anger and still holding it, y'all. Like, you know, it's still fresh for me. Holding anger and realizing that I ain't hurt nobody but myself. I'm sitting here holding all this inside based on what this person did. And that person is gone, enjoying their life, enjoying, you know, doing whatever they want to do. Or these people, because there's multiple people, not just one person. These people are out here just living La Vida Loca. And I'm over here angry because 
they ain't apologize, they ain't acknowledge, they hurt me. And the least they can do is say, I'm sorry, they didn't want to do that. Who being affected by that but me? So that's why you sometimes have to give that forgiveness in order to get to your healing. However, for all of us who are offenders in life, because there are there'll be times when you're not right. There'll be times when you do some really messed up stuff. It's difficult for us to see ourselves in a bad light. Those of us who are intellectual, those of us who are empathetic, those of us who are people people, or those of us who are people observers, you know, those of us who are considered the wise ones among our friends, it is sometimes really difficult for us to admit when we are wrong and offer an apology that is the two part that I discussed, that accountability and that change behavior. We'll just change the behavior, but it's hard for us to, to be uncomfortable and say, you know what, I was wrong. We can't be like that, y'all. It would be a lot easier out here in this world if more people offered apology and forgiveness. And so I just want to leave that there. I know I might have been talking around in circles and I say we, and I do mean we. I know I said earlier that it'd be y'all, but honestly, I'm still figuring this stuff out too. I just... I think what brings me joy is knowing that I can help someone else's journey. And so when it comes to offering something like an apology, I do that because if I'm wrong, I don't want you to be carrying the weight of what I did around with you. I want to cut it loose for you. And I want to be able to do that by saying, hey, I know I did this. I'm sorry. You know, I know it must have made you feel this, this, this. I'm trying, this is the things I'm doing to try to get better. You know what I'm saying? I want to offer that for that person so that they don't carry that into the next relationship or they don't carry that into the next friendship or partnership, companionship. They don't carry that with them because I want that. (laughs) And I know how hard it can be when you never get an apology for any of the shit people do to you. So why would I be the person that perpetuates that? Why would I then become the people that signify some of the worst moments in my life? I don't want to be that for anybody. So even if what I've done puts a stain or a damper or whatever on your ideal of what love and connection means, at least you can tack on the fact that she really meant it when she apologized. And I can at least know that she understands what she did. Because knowing that somebody understands how they fuck with you, it helps. It really does. So with that being said, y'all, this is the infamous reputation of apology. Please hit me up and let me know your thoughts. All things lbf at gmail.com. I'm your girl, Kay Antoinette, and you can follow me on Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger. Follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures 
visit letsgoffishers.com. This blog post is up there. It's a great read. I really love it. I go back to it. So leave a comment on my blog, y'all. I feel like a lot of y'all come up to me and y'all say y'all be reading it. I don't see no comments. Talk to me, all right? I like to be talked to. (laughs) But until next time, I love that the season is changing and that we're growing, y'all. We're in transition. We're still in transition. And we're going to keep going after all the things we want. And the way to do that is to get better, get better at things like apologizing, get better at forgiveness, get better at connecting with other people in a healthy and mature way. Until next time, I love y'all. Bye.